This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello out there, everybody. I, you know, it's, this is Jordan Cruciola. Let's start with that. Let's start with the normal introductions. This is your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. Yeah, we're starting with the things that, the the answers we already know, which is I'm Amanda Smith. Yeah, and uh, the reason I had a bit of a catch there in getting started is because really this is, I think this is the first movie so far on the podcast that I regret to inform you we have watched like it yeah. and I, I i i am sorry if you too watched this movie to join in in um dissecting deadly voltage with us yeah this <laughs> like, like you know no no deep core regrets like it, it's all part of the experience but this is truly I think the low point that we have reached in our travels through the disaster movie canon. So, yeah, I was thinking about it afterwards. I was like, I feel like I've become too harsh in my analysis. And then I was like, no, what it is, is that I genuinely believe that a shitty made for TV movie can be just as good as anything else that we watch. It it can. Like, it can. It can. And this committed to me the cart the biggest sin of all, which is that it was fucking boring. It was so like, how boring. Dare you be boring? You are a movie about lightning bolts that roll on the ground, and you're boring. And like, there's there's an encouraging like cold open moment where like you know we see some terrible disaster thing happen where people are like blown apart by a ball of lightning, and then. Nothing about the subsequent film delivers on any of that promise. And I in I really, I'm going to have to ask you, Amanda, what this movie is even about. Because I don't, the way that they explain what's happening is so broken apart over the course of the movie. There's not like that one crucial, one or two crucial expository scenes where the irrational is explained to you even within the rules of the movie. So I don't, I still don't actually know what was going on in Deadly Voltage. Okay, so the, well, the movie itself is about a weatherman? Yeah, a a Uh, scientist or hobbyist or just, I don't know, weekend warrior expert. He worked at a place that that cared about these things. Yeah, what was this place? I I don't know. It was, I guess, like the weather service, but also- I couldn't tell if it was government or media or private enterprise- I, it was it was it was government that didn't partic- it was government that didn't particularly care. Um, <laughs> so he is a so it's like a weatherman. We don't really know who is divorced from his wife and has a new girlfriend and has two estranged large adult children. Yeah, um, the two oldest teens I've ever seen in a movie. Very much so. Yeah, and they go to the family's like woods cabin thing to celebrate the death of the wife's father 
Uh, yeah, it's like and, a tradition they do yeah. where they go and like remember grandpa in the, at the family cabin. Yeah, but then of course the lightning comes. Um, the lightning is caused in this film, just to roll right into the reality index of it. They say it's caused because like the earth is generating too many, the crust is too negatively charged. And so the sky is creating positive charges to neutralize it. Um or vice versa. I can't remember. I, one is yeah. too one is too charged, so then the other is like, I'm gonna charge back. And then yeah. they, 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 like <laughs> light these super powerful <clears throat> lightning bolts that roll on the ground and like just roll like tumbleweeds. Yes, very which, much so. Which is not, I don't think, how lightning works. And also I'm still unclear on how like rolling like a tumbleweed versus electrifying the the entirety of a crust would work. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um it's literally rolling on the ground versus, say, penetrating any deeper yep. um, if the crust, which is like 20 kilometers thick, but sure. Um, and we never really understand or learn when it will stop or if this no. is an ongoing problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems to resolve itself, but doesn't at the end when the family is reunited. So I guess, like, the real negative charge was their estrangement, which I guess we can, like, that's what the movie's about. I don't know. Um so it's very it's all very vague and hand wavy to the point where like I would have almost rather that they've been like we don't know this is unexplained phenomena. Yeah. I would have rather so just I mean I don't even know how to dissect parts of this movie. I guess like what I I frankly don't either. What I would have liked to have seen from this movie is I wish it had that he hadn't been a scientist at all. Which is a rare ah, statement from me. Interesting. Okay. Because then I wouldn't have expected a resolution on the science of it. It would have become a family in a horror movie sort of situation, but the horror, like the horror monster is just lightning bolts. Yeah. And um, it, it, yeah. It, it starts with this possibly scientist, possibly not uh, guy warning his boss at indeterminate agency with this paper he has written that mentions something about these positive and negative charges and ions he's not taken seriously. Then he like leaves work. He leaves work early in such a way that suggests, cause like this woman's like, you need to take a vacation. You know, he's been working too hard. <clears throat> he gets out of his chair. Like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to take the day when in fact he is departing for a, a long planned and established trip. That he, like, when he shows up to, you like, when when they show up to trip to go, I was like, oh, he's not just, he didn't just, like, take the word of the person who told him to take a day off. He, did he tell anybody? He no, was going he on vacation? He just he, left. He just walked. Can you imagine if someone was like, hey, you need a vacation? You're like, you're right. And then you just stood up and walked out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. That's very much what happened. And then a thing I, a thing I super did, uh, be- I did buy into was that they had this family trip where it's ex-wife and two allegedly teenage children uh, go to this cabin with uh, her mother and Mm -hmm. him, and they honor grandpa, and they have these, like, walks that they take and these special places that they go. And then he, day of the trip, uh, he hasn't been able to get a hold of his ex-wife to tell her, oh, I'm going to bring my girlfriend. Yeah. And so it's weird that she didn't, like, she, he's like, oh, I left messages. It is weird that, like, for weeks she seems to have not checked her messages, um, that I, she, he's like, I call, I called a few times. I left messages. She's like, you should have tried harder, which I guess both things are true. But then like, why did you, why 
do you think it is appropriate to bring your new girlfriend to this very intimate, like, remembrance weekend with her and your mother-in-law to remember her dead father? And she has, like, absolutely nothing to do with it. It's not like you've been together for years. It's not like you're married with, you know, remarried with children of your own. Like, what is this? Like, why are you bringing this woman on the trip? So I'm totally with ex-wife for how angry she is. And we have disaffected teens, like general, general anger uh, on behalf of daughter, general aloofness on behalf of teen son who has a girlfriend that he's in a shitty relationship with um, that he quickly forgets about as soon as he meets literally the only other girl his age in the movie. Yeah. Um, And then like really the only sense of there's something uh, threatening happening is that people are upset while they're driving. Like, we see a couple of the lightning balls. Like, there are spurts where that does happen, but for the most part, it's people being very tense while driving that is supposed to convey any sense of a meteorological disaster that is afoot. Yeah, and I want to circle back to uh, Shitty Dad bringing girlfriend on this trip because I, like, in the first few minutes of seeing the parents interact, I was just like, oh wow, the real villains of this movie are the parents. Like, sure, undoubtedly. Yeah. The mother is terrible. Like, the mother refuses to have a normal and non-hostile relationship with the father, which you can very clearly see from their interactions. The father, mm-hmm. understandably, though, because the father is garbage yeah. and is insisting on bringing along his girlfriend for no good reason. No good reason. What is apparently, like, his wife's family's house yes i want to point that out like this is yeah we don't really get a good sense of it but clearly there's like family memories there that are on her side so yeah i was assuming he invited his girlfriend to come bone in his wife's parents house yeah it's just utterly inappropriate it's so wildly inappropriate but then also the girlfriend who sits in the front seat and just like hangs out on her phone the whole time i was like everybody in this movie like which which is partly because and i don't know jordan if you notice this i noticed this like two-thirds of the way through how little dialogue there is in this movie. Oh, immediately. It was immediate. Just yeah. like there's nobody. Nobody. Nobody talks. is saying anything worth saying in in moments when they say anything at all. Yeah. And like then there's these long stretches where no one talks to each other. And we just like watch them driving or we watch them kind of just where there should be dialogue, where there should be people interacting and like discussing any number of issues. And instead, it's like there's they just Gave, they were like, yeah, you guys just sit there. It's cool. No, we'll fill in the audio and post. And then they just didn't. Well, like, and it, the girlfriend, the girlfriend is also, it's like she's in a different movie. Yeah. And reacting to things that aren't happening. Or, the girlfriend is actually like a Lennon Parham character. Like yes. if you watch Veep and Lennon Parham shows up as like, selena's old friend and becomes an advisor to her and has absolutely terrible advice that is out of step with every situation suggesting she doesn't actually know what's going on around her at any given moment it feels like the the girlfriend feels like lennon parham doing a very subdued bit throughout the entirety of this movie and i like it's funny how like everything was so lukewarm but the movie really tries to make it like about relationships like about dad and ex like about dad and ex-wife finding their way to like harmony again about 
like ma about daughter and father reconnecting about son finding a new girlfriend while he still already has a girlfriend about ex-wife and new girlfriend bonding together yes disaster um which it, were, i was also again rooting for the two of them to get together instead yeah no i the only thing that made that that i was interested in whatsoever was like well what's gonna happen with these two ladies who set out to like save save children together um but again which mostly consists of people just driving around and being mildly upset yeah it, driving erratically yeah, driving so erratically on completely open roads yeah. where no erratic driving is required to like avoid obstructions. Yeah. She like she kept swerving and there's like the ADR in screeching of tires and I was like we don't we're not she's not taking turns fast, guys. Yeah. She can just be driving very quickly in a minivan down a country road. That's fine. Yeah, like, that's all that in, has to happen. Have have the post guy just go zoom zoom like I don't yeah. care but <laughs> screeching tires makes no sense the only the only like performance it felt like that was happening in this movie was uh was grandma yeah i liked her i was she was a grandma she was a warm nice figure i enjoyed her i i feel like i connected to her but other than that it was i i don't like i didn't believe like as far as believability goes like as far as reality goes i just didn't believe that any of these people we're, I didn't believe that the disaster was actually happening because none of these people were like truly afraid or surprised or scared enough of lightning taking the form of rolling balls and killing people for me to be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely operating in a context in which there's a disaster. They were not. They just like I couldn't I couldn't get get into the disaster at all because it was happening so infrequently. And I was not buying at all that the people were afraid of the disaster either like yeah it was just a non-event man yeah i mean and then once they were in situations where (coughs) it was weird because the people like okay so when the son decides to go for a bicycle ride again weirdly like let's just point out i want to point out one thing which is that the son and daughter i swear to god are played by 35 year olds (laughs) <laughs> it's entirely like possible. they looked like they were both my age there was there were moments when the two of them interacted and i was like is there chemistry i don't understand like what is what flowers in the attic shit is happening here because <laughs> yeah. there was odd there were odd points yeah. of is this chemistry between the between children the children and i think that was just a function of their age and the fact like she should have been played by a 12 year old like all of her dialogue, everything about the character should yeah. have been a twelve-year-old, but instead, she looked like she was going for a postgrad degree. And so, anyway, the son who is weirdly obsessed with Rubik's cubes, which is maybe my favorite. Oh my like, god, his character affect of having a fucking Rubik's cube that he can't solve. Yeah, again, very fitting for a sixteen-year-old boy. Not fitting for an adult man who <laughs> is play who this guy was, and so. He goes for a bicycle ride and he's going to go into town. He's got no service. Who's going to go into town and call his girlfriend because they are codependent. Right. Um, And he ends up being like adult napped by this family. 
No, he goes inside because I know he like, goes inside because the because the yeah, lightning. Like, don't put this on. They did. They were just doing what they could, and then he shows up, basically like absconds with their truck. Okay, no, their so child. The entire time they're like, no, don't leave the house. You can't leave the house. What? You can't go call your. You can't reach your parents. It's fine. You can stay here. And it hit a point where I was like, is this some sort of like weird all white person get out situation? I mean, no, because, because they I, were the somebody had to sell the fact the, that it was dangerous enough outside I for know. the kid to not be able to leave. But, but like, but they the were world was they, not dangerous enough. So in my head, I was just like, this doesn't feel dangerous enough. They just feel super into retaining this adult man child for forever as like a cult to marry their daughter. No, and no why they were like that. I'm just saying. I, no, work. my sympathy is entirely with them because this teen kid is like yeah. biking in front of their house. They're like mailbox or something or a tree yeah. on their property explodes because lightning hits it. And they're like, you should stay here. And all he does is keep like rolling his eyes at them. It's like, oh, yeah. you're being a terrible fucking guest right now. And you need to be treating these people with some respect because you're like, like we're under the auspices that they've like taken in a 16 year old kid and they don't want him to die by lightning strike. And you're just being a moody little bitch sitting there. And I understand like you can't get a hold of your parents, but you also don't seem stressed. You can't get a hold of your parents. You just seem annoyed at these people trying to help you. And then you start flirting with their daughter. And then the daughter's like, well, we can take the truck basically and go find your family. So they just fucking leave, basically stealing this family's car. And I, w- I just did. I was, I disliked him so much that I was just like, "You're being fucking rude to these people trying to help you." And like, yeah, of course they're being insistent. The world is allegedly scary outside, even if the movie had absolutely no ability. To reassert that for us. Yes, I agree on all those points. I'm just saying that what I interpreted it as, given the stakes of the film, was very confusing um, emotionally for me. But yes, it was. He was terrible. He immediately got into a situation where I was like, "Oh, you saw another teenage girl," which like yeah. believable, and immediately yes. was like, "I'm in love with you now." Yeah. Um, but I did enjoy that. Apparently, like this remote cabin is very close to just like suburbia. Um, where everyone in suburbia is concerned about the lightning, but the meteorologist and his children are yeah. not. Yeah. Like the meteorologist is walking through the woods. And when he's like, oh. He's the one who wrote this report that yeah. apparently foretold all of this. And he seems to have just checked out from it. And he's just like, well, because well, Jordan, he took a vacation. <laughs> yeah, just up and left. Because it, that's why, that's actually why he's never <laughs> taken a vacation before. Because if he leaves the office, he forgets what weather is. Right. He just, tu- he just tunes right out. Yeah. Um, so he does the inadvisable thing and goes for a walk in the woods when there's lightning. Um, and as he's walking, he's like, do you smell that? It smells metallic. And I was just yelling at my television, that's ozone, you dipshit. Because if you smell ozone, that's from lightning. Like, motherfucker, that's lightning! Something that he specifically should know. Yes! That's what I'm saying! And his daughter's like, I don't smell anything. And I'm like, fine, but you, meteorologist, should be able to identify that if the air smells metallic, that's a bad fucking thing, dude. Right, yeah. And so instead, he, like, stands out in a clearing... Again, a bad plan if you yes. think there's going to be lightning. Yeah. Which, by the way, when he's like, let's go walk to the clearing. And she's like, no, I'm fine here. And then she just stands in the in the water. Yeah. Um, the clearing was 10 feet away. And it also was not a clearing. It was not a clearing. But it was 10 feet away. And when he's like, there's an amazing view. And then they don't show us the view. And I was like, you yeah. guys are so cheap. 
Yeah, there was not like, even a change in elevation for there to be a view. Yeah. This was simply a flat stretch of lightly wooded area. All they had to do was get like just pay like fifty dollars to get the images and show me the Grand Canyon. I don't care, but do something. And instead, we just got his face looking, you know, mildly enjoying what he's yeah. seeing, while his daughter stands ankle deep in water. Well, and and while one of our like first indicators that things are about to start going um, purportedly very badly is the family, the the mom and. Um, the like the kids i think it's the mom and her yeah the mom and grandma are driving and they're drive they're just on the stretch of road and then suddenly for some reason there is a wind turbine in a wooded like slightly clear like almost field area that gets struck by lightning causing one of the causing one of the blades from the turbine to like fly into the road and almost hit them where why the fuck would there have been a w- single wind turbine in the middle of if anybody has ever driven through a stretch of road where they suddenly start seeing like a huge stand of wind turbines about there is absolutely no universe in which it is just in the middle of a semi wooded area in like the northern Midwest where they are. They're in like Minnesota or something like that. Yeah. There's this is not, there's no, this isn't like being in the desert out in Palm Springs and you see these huge plots of turbines. They do where move pick- in herds. I mean, <laughs> They just are, it's just, they're out there in areas where it's like high wind warnings. Like there's a reason why these things exist where they do. They're in, if you drive um, north through California and you get close to the San Francisco Bay Area, you see wind turbines placed on like roll on the tops of these rolling hills where it's high wind advisory areas, not just in the middle of weather fucking nothing nowhere, where there are trees all around it and one single turbine functioning. It was like, what the shit was this? Why did this need to be the thing that you used to indicate that there was a disaster impending? That was so random and weird. Yeah, it was It, it was like they, they were like, well, we need a lightning vein here. Uh, so the most efficient thing to do would build a full fucking wind turbine. They're just like, there couldn't have been a, like a windmill? Like truly no. anything related to like what you might see in like a bucolic farm setting, nope. no, nothing like that could have existed. It was so out of place. It was it was an odd choice, um, but I like that immediately. The wife, the 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 ex wife, knew that that meant something terrible was happening. Uh-huh. Versus like, what a weird, freak, horrifying occurrence that was. Yeah, that yeah. she immediately was like, oh my god we're going to be in a situation where we have rolling balls of lightning. Clearly this is the only explanation of what could be happening. I have to speed to like, how did she understand immediately what was happening? I assumed it was one of those things where like my husband talked about work a lot when we were together. She explains explains the car's a Faraday cage to the new girlfriend. So right. No, I, uh, I fully understand that aspect of it of like why she would, but, Again, from what we've seen of the husband, yeah. he doesn't realize it. Yeah, it was so very just, quick. It was, she very much another, snapped this awareness quickly. Yeah, and if this is an ongoing thing that he has been claiming is going to happen for years because they've been divorced for a while. Yeah. Um, if this is like an ongoing thing that he throughout their marriage, like is the reason their marriage was pulled apart because he couldn't <laughs> stop focusing on work and ranting about like lightning balls. Yeah. Then I feel like maybe this should have been something that we saw at his – Weather offices, 
Yeah. With a little more vehemence where he's like slamming the paper down and being like, it's happening. I'm telling all of you. And then yep. like, his boss, rather than random, random coworker lady is like, you need to take a week off. And yeah, like, no, it's not. I can't. It's, this is it. And he's like, I am telling you, you're taking the week off. Are you going to leave or does security have to help you? Like that right. would have been – at least then I would have been like, ah, see, this is a pressing issue that he – Nothing dramatic was happening. Absolutely no. nothing. And we kept cutting back to those offices where – which was like just in a co-working space or something. And <laughs> <laughs> very much was a co-working space. And it was just like two people. So the the lady and then his gruff boss who kept like – refusing to believe it was happening with no yes. real explanation of why he refused to believe it was happening beyond just like, it's not, it's not happening. Not yeah, like, that's it. We can't let the people know about this. It'll cause panic. There was no like shadowy government sort of like questionableness to it. It was nope. just, it was just sort of this like pure laziness. Yeah. yeah, it was exactly pure laziness. It's like they didn't want to have to figure out how to issue a new alert. Yeah, it was just like I've done enough for today, I guess. Yeah. Um and th- and again, they kept cutting into the workplace and out of it with without there was like a moment where there was an explanation but it was so vague. Yeah. That it was like wait, I don't actually know what's going on here still. And it j- there was no sense of like there's a timeline for this. If we don't take X action by X time, things are going to spin out of control. If we don't do something to remedy this, it's never going to stop. Like there was, there was no sense of how far it was going to reach, like how much of the world this was going to affect. It mostly seemed like it was bothering like a few, like we're told like on the news that something bad is happening, but like we don't really actually get a sense that this is more than just like a weird freak weather thing that's going to happen for today and then it'll be gone and then it'll be done and we don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. And there was no sense. And like it clearly affects other people because we do get one other situation in which someone who isn't related directly to his family is affected, which is that um, there's like a girl and her boyfriend walking in an open field with their dog. Yeah. And he just like gets struck by lightning or electrocuted. Yeah. And we kind of see on the news that this is a thing that's happening to people. Yeah. But not with any sense of scope. Like um no. to go back to what well, god what was uh polar polar vortex or Okay. It? Yeah. At least with that like it was very much a centralized on this family. Um but we saw the after effects of it on an entire town. Like when they were when the son mm. and mom were driving through the town and you saw like the fried bodies of people. Yeah, you know, and there was none of that. Like, there was no sense of anything except for when Sun gets, you know, you say rescued, I say abducted by the the family. Yes. Um, other than that moment where, like, they clearly know something is going on. It's not like when they're in the hospital, they're like, the hospital is is – we don't even hear on the intercom, like, we need all doctors to the ICU. Yeah, nothing seems amiss in the hospital. Nothing yeah. seems like it's a, anything but an ordinary day in the hospital. Yeah, and again, something that they could have done without having extras. You could have yep. just had yep. an intercom, like, ICU, burn victims overflowing. Like, you don't even have to make it legitimate. Just be like, have a panicked woman screaming. I don't care. Have one person, have one medically dressed person run by the run through the frame with a stretcher. Just yeah. one. Yeah, you've got PAs on set. Have them bustling. I don't know. Like, just do something. But they didn't. They didn't bother. And it was really. It really made it feel so localized that 
it removed any sense of sort of it's like okay, so does the lightning of a vendetta against this one family? If so, just let it go. Like let right, them, just let just the let family be taken. I don't yep. care. Yeah, I I'm not invested in them at all. So yeah. you might as well. Like they all seem pretty unpleasant. I, I mean, except for grandma, but grandma was safe for the most part. Grandma was at the house. Yeah, it seemed kind of like if you just stayed in your house, yeah. you'd be fine. Which you know if. It, maybe the meteorologist should have thought about that, given that that's kind of the basic rule of lightning storms. If you stay right. in your house and you don't touch the water, you'll be pretty okay. Like, yeah, the power might go out, which was not apparently an issue in this lightning storm. Yeah, no, it didn't seem to affect anybody at all in that way. But nope, just, you know, everyone's just hanging out. Doesn't well, really matter. It, what, it, it, what, we, what seems to become the solution for this is basically the the scientist guy making a lightning rod, making like a supercharged lightning rod. Yes. That draws all of the lightning to it, which honestly seems to exacerbate the problem. Yeah. And he's like, the only way we'll get out of here quickly is if we do this. And I'm like, this is taking longer than it would have taken you to flee. Yeah. Like, and you, because you, they're at this point they're in. So the problem is that they're in a scrapyard. Yes. Um, not just a regular garbage dump, which is what it looks like, but a scrapyard. So they're in a yard filled with metal. And in order to flee this yard, according to the dad, they have to take conveniently ferromagnetic fluids that are in the trunk of his car, which- Yeah, he's at sure. least prepared in that way. Yeah, why wouldn't that just be in the trunk of his car at all times? Like, And I say that <laughs> as someone who, yeah, I have a rock hammer at all times, but I'm not driving around with like hydrofluoric acid. Yeah. Like, there's degrees of preparedness, and then there's that. That's fucking insane. Um, and so he has literal barrels of it in the trunk of his car where there had previously been suitcases. And um, he makes them pour it out onto the ground and then stick a lightning rod in it. And all of this is taking several minutes when they could have been driving away safely. Well, and was this meant to like – I presume he was doing this to solve the problem – Overall, but I actually couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought he was, said that it was like the only way we'll get out of here in time is if we do this. It'll blow us all up. I thought he was saying that. But like, I it's I couldn't tell if because like the way it happens, it's like the resolution to the problem. Like, right. oh, we got out and now nobody's talking about this or caring about it anymore. So presumably, they stopped it. But there's no. It's not really. The, the implication is that he fixed things, but the in the moment suggests it's just a patch for them to get out of immediate danger. Yeah. By doing a thing that honestly seems to make the lightning much scarier and worse. And so I, I couldn't tell if that was like, oh, did he just rebalance the ionic charge of the earth and atmosphere by doing that? Or are we just riding this one out? To the end. Like, there's, it's very unclear. Yeah, and at the end, like, the resolution we get on that is just, like, a look of stoicism on his face as he looks to the sky, and we don't get an answering shot of the sky even to show, like, the clouds have cleared. No, like, we do nothing. not. So I I was like, maybe, maybe, yes, it keeps going? I don't, I don't know. I also didn't care particularly at that point. No, I was like, you know what, they, it's fine. Like, in this case, I'm okay with the world ending. Normally, I want a resolution or like a, this is our new normal. And in this case, I was like, meh. It was just, it was odd how, like, if, if you're going to make your premise lightning, 
that's something where you are putting on yourself the demand to show lightning. So you've you've invited a degree of you've invited a form of special effect that if you can't capitalize on that, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. And if in lieu of being able to capitalize on the lightning, uh, you need to have it, your people stepping up. You need, you know, I don't care if they're bad actors. Have them be bad over the top actors. And right. like have them give have them give me a theater sized a stage sized performance each one of them in a movie to convey panic and terror just do too much but don't do the least yeah and that's what was really like every time i was like maybe i'm expecting too much out of this movie because it feels genuinely like no one has bothered to do anything with it no one has bothered no, no one, one bothered no one bothered with this movie and and then I was like, no, but we, you know, and then I went back through and I was like, no, Stonados, mm-hmm. Fire Twister, Earth Catastrophe. Yeah. Like these, these are films. It's not even like with um, Mega Quake, Mega Fault. Mega Fault. Which like, was, a, again, a flawed movie. But yes. Damn, if they didn't commit. They really, Brit- I mean, Brittany, Brittany Murphy committed. Brittany Murphy clawing at the roof of the Jeep, refusing yep. to leave Eric LaSalle is just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was commitment that we never once saw from a single character in this film. And that, to me, is a crime. At least in the sinkhole movie, which I also didn't really care for, you get a sense of what's standing in their way to to a solution. You have the problem of the bureaucracy. You have, like, the shitty government bad guy. And, like, as underwhelming as the sinkhole we see is, at least there's a sense that, like, many people are being affected by this thing at a certain point. This movie is really just like, guys, if you could only afford six people, a few of their own personal vehicles, and, like, shots of driving, I don't know that this is the premise for you. Like, I, like make a bad horror movie where everyone's stuck in the same house. Yeah. And that one of the actors is the killer. Like, why, why a disaster movie that you couldn't manage the lift on. Yeah, it was it there were it was exactly like the the fact that you say this clearly wasn't the movie for you and I just keep thinking and I'm like maybe this was a situation where the guy wanted to like the writer wanted to write some sort of family drama about estrang- right. estrangement and like it, they come back together because at the end you know the son is saved by the length of rope that the grandfather had taught the dad to always carry on him. Right, right. There's a moral a moral to the story with yeah. that. And like the mother and the girlfriend resolve their issues, but also there wasn't enough dialogue or angst there to be like, well, this is clearly this guy's senior thesis from college that then they were like, we can't get this made. Throw some lightning in it. Like this wasn't even a situation of that where this was another movie that this guy wanted to make and then instead yeah. wound up having to compromise his morals and artistic vision to make it disaster movie this is just eh. this it's, is it's it's just empty yeah it is just empty and again you can give me a bad performance i don't care right just give me performance give put any amount of effort into anything other than are the brother and sister fucking which is the only part of this film that had any sort of spark or anything was when the two of them interacted otherwise everyone looked like they were just waiting to leave set for the day like they'd shown up solely to have craft services and then bounce 
I feel like, like, you know, burgeoning producer as I am, I, I would love to be, I, I, you know, if ever I was in a position where it was like, well, we, this is desperate. It's going to be terrible. We don't have the resources. I would like to think that the one note I could give to everybody was, you know what? Just do whatever you are, were going to do, but just times 10. You know what? At least let's make this fucking crazy enough yeah. in the human element for people to at least scratch their heads being like, what on earth is going on here? Like, instead of just not caring entirely, which it really feels like was the end product of this movie. You know, and going, just yeah. not fucking caring at all. And going off of the whole, like, the, the premise of that they don't have the money to make it good, that isn't an excuse because you can absolutely reuse shots. And there is no reason that we couldn't have panic driving while being chased by a lightning bolt. Yeah. Like, absolutely. And just keep reusing the shot of light, like a ball of lightning rolling down the road. I don't care. You could have reused material. They, there could have been ways to do it. I mean, shit. How long did we have to watch the dad limp through the woods for? Oh, my God. Like, kind of electrocuted in the foot. I don't know what happened there. He, like, yeah, the dad at one point. So the dad comes running back. The daughter, again, is just standing in the water. The dad yeah. comes running back from the clearing and is like, get out of the water. And then he just shoves her because she's not listening to him. Yeah, so at all. shoves her bodily out of the river or the stream. And then he gets electrocuted while standing in the stream. Yeah. And it kind of just like immobilizes his leg. I don't know. It was real questionable about what exactly happened. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really tell what that injury was supposed to be. I gave him, it gave him dead foot. So yeah, it was then, like leg paralysis. Yeah. Like real. And there was no like, burnt leg I, it was very confusing what exactly happened but it was apparently so dramatically bad that he was like leave me to die here and she's like no <laughs> absolutely not dad your foot's asleep um, <laughs> and even in that like that's not a situation where we're particularly hearing or seeing any threat but you can no. have them being like dad it's coming dad yeah. it's coming and then like we hear crackling and I would have been like yeah I'm in but instead they were just kind of like prolonged limping through the woods while huff, <laughs> huffing? I don't know. It really was that. It yeah. really was just that. I no, mean, it was a, it, it was a, the, it's a dud. Yeah. <laughs> Deadly is. voltage is a dud. Yeah. So, I mean, Jordan, does that, is that really it for us? Like, do you have anything I else you want to say about this? Honestly, film? feel like, I honestly feel like that is it. All right. So, you know, I, guess I don't want to belabor. I don't want to belabor it like Deadly Voltage did. No, I mean we've 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 officially had more dialogue than that entire movie. So absolutely, our script was today is longer than their script was for this whole movie. Absolutely, yeah. So I guess like after this, you know, message from our sponsors, <laughs> we can go into uh, what it was really about. Which I, oh, yeah. you can hear my excitement. <laughs> Folks, do you love movies, the good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like? It sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies, so much so that they've dedicated every waking moment of their life to bringing you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for them. From super soft t-shirts advocating for the immediate production of a third national treasure to comfy sweatshirts that serve as a call to arms for those in support of making Judy Greer America's lead. They even have pins of some of your favorite directors like Sofia Coppola and Jordan Peele. 
Super Yaki joyously brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Super Yaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks, and they ship with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. And as a special gift to you, listeners can save 10% on their order with code SUPERFRIEND, all caps, no spaces, SUPERFRIEND, at checkout. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Let's watch more movies. Let's watch more movies, but let's not have those movies be deadly voltage. Yeah, when I when you said even the bad ones everyone told you not to love, I was like, asterisk, not deadly voltage. Yeah. And you know, we're telling you not to love it because it is bad, you guys. Yeah, we want you to love yourselves. And and the first, I, this is the first time we have said this on this podcast. Skip this movie. Yeah, you know that we do not say that frivolously. I I would encourage you to watch any number of other movies we've covered on this podcast a yes. second time. Yeah. <laughs> if you're like, maybe I'll try it. It can't be that bad. I promise you, you guys, this is the bad milk. It is as bad as you think it's going to be. Don't like, do it. I would even say watch the Dean Cain movie where he, they fly through volcanoes oh over my and God. over again. Airplane versus volcano. Airplane. Yeah. The title of which I inexplicably <laughs> can never remember, despite the fact that it is just the events are right there yeah, in the headline. It is quite literally what is happening in the film is the name of the movie. <laughs> it, it, it's absolutely true. But it's yeah, absolutely true. That is a movie with higher stakes than this film. Like, Dean Cain at least looks more pressed throughout the entirety of that film than anybody in this movie ever does. Yeah, and that's truly, that exists entirely in the cabin of one airplane. Yeah. It's not like it's a dynamic space. It is in the cabin of an airplane and yet manages to do more with, like, what looked like first, like, regular Nintendo Mario's super like Mar- Super Mario Brothers backgrounds style volcanoes exploding in the distance. Yep. That is the level of 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 additional thought that needed to be in this movie. That's all we needed was bad visual effects and people caring. And it, it, we couldn't even be given that. Right. And I mean Jordan, did you think this movie was about anything? I think this movie really thought it was about like relationships. Yeah. I think this movie really thought it was about because it definitely wasn't about like climate change. It definitely wasn't about any like corporate greed. Yeah. Uh, I really think this movie thought it was doing something with like the need to stay connected to your to your family, to your family traditions, to grow that family yep. where you can, even if you're embracing people that might feel like uncomfortable additions at the start, like keep your heart open. I think this movie really thought it was doing that. But all I got from it was just like, grandma needs a better family. (laughs) That's the only family take I could get from this was like, get grandma a better family. Yes, absolutely. Perturbed. I see that. So I'm right there with you on this. I definitely, like clearly the movie thought it was about relationships. Yeah. Um, I, there's no subtext to this that I can pull out. Like this is, this is like reading someone's bad high school short story, and you're like, yeah. oh, you think there are levels to this, and this is this has no levels. 
Right, yeah. This We're is, not there's no additional ranch, element. This is a ranch style house, like no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's this might be the first time that I've ever been able to watch a movie and be like, nope, there's no there's no subtext here. This isn't secretly about penises. Like this is yeah, just, yeah. This isn't about the death of God. This is just like maybe this is without realizing it, a really good argument um for why narcissists shouldn't marry. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe it's about punishing your children yeah. more harshly like I, I i couldn't i don't know that would that would be me uh being i think too generous to what was on offer to yeah. add an additional element here so congratulations deadly voltage you've broken us you have you've done it you've you've been the thing that has brought disaster girls to its knees like it's wild that after after last week's episode um, which was a victorious, like that was sort of us taking our victory lap around the track yeah. of disaster movies, um, just delighting in in everything that is 2012. We are yeah. given this, we are given the austerity diet that is Deadly Voltage. Yeah. Um, so I guess fuck well, you, Deadly Voltage. Yeah, keeping us humble, keeping us humble, really. Yeah. Uh, is Deadly Voltage. Um, I would say in terms of like fantasy casting, I would remake this entirely with like as a premise, lightning that chases people, I'm in. Like this is such a it's such a wasted opportunity of a premise because yeah. if you on paper, I'm in. And if it had been like I would have rather it have been a bunch of teens in the woods. Yeah, yeah, that would have been cool. And then you bring in grandma as sort of and I would keep grandma. I like grandma. I did too. I like grandma and I would have it be like a bunch of teens who go up to grandma's house of like, no, my grandma's cool. She'll let us all come up here. And she's like, hey, kids. Oh, yeah, you can come stay at my cabin. Um, I'm just up here, you know, being a survivalist or whatever. And then the teens go out and chaos ensues. And then grandma has to like be grandma and find them. And that's the dynamic. I would kind of be a little more into that. Just cut out the parents entirely. Um, and then – also, because I think that the teens being unable to understand what's going on would have at least explained their behavior <laughs> versus what the parents are doing, which is like, you are adults. You could look and be like, well, guys, there's a lot of lightning. Let's not go out in the lightning. Um, yeah. So I guess I would have – that's how I would – instead of like recasting it, I would completely tear it down and then do – yeah, like just teens – um, and just teens and like teens who look like teenagers, not teens who look like they're concerned about their 401k. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm falling for fantasy casting. Did you have anything, Jordan? You know, I like the idea. I like the idea of teens. Teens sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can't, I can't decide if I, like, I want it to be some, like, family alone like camping in a tent in the woods like isolation yeah. horror movie where and, and just like a really surprising indie cast that's like fucking Aubrey Plaza and Rosemary DeWitt and like just basically like the Duplass brothers version of a disaster movie right which is almost kind of what it felt like they were going for a little bit of like this is supposed to be a mumblecore family right. drama so then fucking do it yeah, fucking just fucking do it, and yeah, like there, there's a you know just go total zag, and I, 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 I like that sort of application to it, like a a, a mumblecore 
uh, deadly voltage that is just like that entire sort of sudden, like for some reason there are 15 people and it's just this ensemble of actors that like all trades places in these kinds of movies. Like, like Keegan, Michael key is there yeah. and Adam Pally is there. Jake Johnson's and there. Jake Johnson's there. Aubrey Plaza is there. Olivia Wilde shows up. Yeah. And it's just like, it's like four tenths of couples or like six tenths of couples and they're caught in the middle of this lightning storm during which time they have to like big chill it yeah and out their decades long buried uh axes that they have to grind with one another in these really complicated friendships like maybe it's that you know right i i would absolutely i'd be way more into that Yeah, yeah like that like like somehow michelle rodriguez is there you know, just why the hell not? Just this circle of, yeah, a friend called a friend called a friend. These were the people who were available to film for this one week out of the year. People dipped in and out. We had a good time. We had some laughs. Um, Amy Simitz directs it. And <laughs> it is, it's like the she dies tomorrow of disaster movies. Yeah, uh, of the she dies tomorrow of meteorological disaster movies. As she dies tomorrow is in itself a kind of disaster movie. But yeah, like maybe that's that's what I'm going to go in. I I would like the weird alt Hollywood version of this movie that is indeed about relationships, but they're all like hipsters. They're all like kind of of that hip metropolitan, um, wealthy like upper middle class to very solidly upper class segment of the population yeah no i'm in i'm i would watch i would absolutely watch that film that's a good one like i do think there is something really fun and maybe this is something you and i could do like i don't know as a bonus episode one day or if we ever get a pay a patreon or you know, <laughs> put effort into anything um but i think it'd be really fun for us to each like just pitch genre like genre filmmakers doing their version of a disaster movie um, because that would be, I think, really entertaining for us. Um, but I would, I would watch this Duplass as, as again, a much better solution than what they went with. Um, so yes, that would make dead. So deadly drinking buddies voltage is the film yeah. that I would watch. Yeah. It's, it's digging for fire. It's drinking buddies. Mm-hmm. It's deadly voltage. Yeah. And we also know that, that I like the reason I think specifically I'm attaching to like the Duplass idea of it is because that is an enterprise that is perhaps more efficient than any other official enterprise in Hollywood at doing what you can with with what what you you have. And not using that as an excuse to do less narratively. Not using that as an excuse to be less ambitious, but the, um, as, as they once described it in an article for Wired, the found materials school of filmmaking, where you cobble together your parts based on the resources that everybody can bring. Yeah. And that doesn't even mean intense resources. Like, having rich friends is cool, but also so many of these movies are just, even if the friends are rich, they're just sitting in a house. Yeah, they're showing, they're they're showing they're up going and they've do. got a camera and they're good to go. That's it. That's it. If the movie Creep and Creep 2 also can be as scary and effective as they are with two actors and a handheld camera, then you can make a disaster movie in the most streamlined fashion possible. Yeah. No, I'm 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 100 percent in with you on this. So we're tearing this from the ground up. Yeah. Um, and we are completely redoing this and we're Duplass brothering it or we are CWing it. And that's just what it is. Yeah, I mean, this like this could be a CW show about a town where this lightning just exists this way. Yeah, and then teen hardship plays out 
throughout. And then and then Archie fights a bear. Like, why not? Yeah, Archie fights a bear. Archie Archie punches a bear. We got to have that. Yeah. Um. So then, you know, that takes us to a fateful moment of how many towering infernos Jordan, does this movie get? The house was, the, the, the tower was never on fire. It's true. That, that, it's th- true. Un- unfortunately, in this case, the tower was built with fire safety in mind. Yep. And it was immediately, uh, the fire in the, in the supply room was immediately put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no arrogance of man. Yeah. And uh, the tower is, ho- is the tallest in San Francisco and home to many. Congratulations, Tower. <laughs> it's the tallest in San Francisco and home to many. Great job. Yeah. Fred Astaire and uh, and his girlfriend are happily living together with their cat. Like, end yeah, of story. that nice lady lived. She didn't fall out of she didn't fall out of the glass elevator nope. to her death. This is I I genuinely believe that it is unrateable, and to rate it would be a disservice to the ones we've given. Yeah, it's a it's a flat line. Yeah, deadly voltage is a flat line. Like you said, the tower the tower never caught. All systems were functional, and yeah. frankly, it, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Much like nothing in this happened. Much like in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, to celebrate next week, which is Thanksgiving. Yeah. And I know many of you probably are going to, you know, not be able to see your family. So we thought we'd bring Thanksgiving to you. Yeah. Um. This, this, this pot, this movie has been mentioned on here before mm-hmm. Um. in passing. This is a, a rare Thanksgiving horror movie. I mean, it's, the movie's not Thanksgiving, but Turkey makes it Thanksgiving. So it, Thanksgiving horror movie, really. Um. It is called, and again, you may have heard us talk about it before, it is called Blood Freak. Yeah. And it was made, it came out in in 1972, 1971. And I will read you a little Wikipedia description. Just back from Vietnam, Herschel, played by Steve Hawks, is at loose ends until one day he stops to help beautiful Bible-quoting Angel fix her car. She takes him home where her scapegrace sister, man, that's a term I'm going to have to look up, Anne immediately plies him with drugs in order to seduce him. Instantly addicted, he needs money for his habit and takes a job at a turkey farm, where he's instructed to eat some experimental lab-grown turkeys. He does and undergoes a hideous transformation. I will lightly spoil that transformation is into a turkey. Oh, so this is not about killer turkeys. This is about a man who becomes a killer turkey. Well, yes. So therefore, it is about a killer turkey. I know. I know. I just, I thought, okay. No, I'm excited for this. I just also thought that this was going to be about a man who stumbles upon killer turkeys. No, 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 no. He becomes a murderous killer turkey. You know what? That's great. I'm excited for this regardless. I just genuinely- Because his addiction is now for blood. Sure. Oh, so that's why we- See, now I understand. Because we always have brought up- I'm going to work this one backwards. So we always have brought this up in conjunction with- the Chantix turkey. Yeah, um, which uh, I believe the Chantix turkey has a thirst for blood. And I always believe that the Ch- the Chantix turkey is actually Ray Liotta, Ray, yeah, Ray Liotta. as a were-turkey. And then you're uh-huh. always like, oh, like in Blood Freak. And now I understand why you say that. Yes. So, yes. okay, we're watching the origin stories of the Chantix turkey next of week. Of the Chantix turkey. Fuck that thing. So, um... And I'm excited for for us. I'm excited for all of us to partake in this. Uh, so I will. There is a. There is a. I, I have scrolled down to the Wikipedia page, and just in the reception category, I'll just pull out uh, one of the first things I see. Um, 
G. Neil Gross from DVD Talk recommended the film, writing, quote, Abandon all hope of comprehension and savor the abject carnage unleashed by this turkey-headed dope fiend. Bring it. I think we deserve to ratchet things up a bit after Bring me the turkey-headed dope fiend. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that you can find, so if you happen to own the DVD, Mazel Tov, um, if you don't, you can find it by uh, doing some Google searching. Yeah. On the YouTube where uh, I'm not saying it's up there in its entirety, but, you know, obviously buy the DVD, invest in invest in fine cinema. Physical but media, guys. If, yeah. if you don't actually own it, it's not yours. This is true. That's why I still buy DVDs. Yeah. Um, but you should also, if you need to, just Google and uh, you might be able to find it on the YouTube. <laughs> not saying it's possible not saying it is not saying it isn't but it probably is so yes. that'll be next week um jordan in the meantime where can we find you uh you can find me on twitter at jorcru j-o-r-c-r-u and you can find me on patreon where even though there haven't been uh so many writings lately i have we did just wrap production uh we did just wrap a production and airing on a simple podcast the limited series podcast about a simple favor uh so i've been doing good work on that and for uh horror fans out there particularly fans of horror films coming out around the new millennium i will have another podcast coming out soon so keep your ears open for ots Tyrion. And that uh, celebration of all things 2000s horror trash. Nice. And then Jason, where can we find you? Are you here with us? Oh, I don't think Jason. I here. believe technical difficulties yeah, Jason, have taken right. Jason, Jason out said, of the equation. Don't cue me up for anything. So Jason can be found. Hi, yes. I'm Jason. I don't oh, know. hey, there, there he is. Hey, guys. Enigmatic, enigmatic producer Jason. Hey, guys. I'm from Utah. We have chili. Um, and Jason, Jason is talking. Amanda, if you cannot hear him, oh, I can hear Jason. Can you hear Jason? Okay. Cool. Amanda is currently doing a Jason impression. This is the worst. I'm so sorry, Jason. Anyway, Jason can be found at Jason Halftones on Twitter and Instagram. Um, he posts art things he does. He's a really talented artist. It's um, true. And a fabulous all around human being who, uh, I, he's not able to do this, so I'm going to do it. If you're looking ah. for somebody who, uh, post supervisor, somebody to work in post. Um, if you're looking for somebody to ink your comics, hire Jason. He's there really go. good at all the things. Um, he's done sound for me on a terrible internet short I did once. He, <laughs> and, and my acting was garbage, but the sound was great. And you know what? I bet your acting was more satisfying, though, than what we saw in Deadly Voltage. Oh, yeah. I still sold it more than they did. I just was there you also go. really That's awkward. all you need. Um, and then you can find me. I am Amanda R. Tubbs, and that's Tubbs with two Bs. Two Bs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, I think we have to stop doing that until they fucking sponsor us. We're <laughs> <laughs> giving them so much free promotion. I'm so resentful of it. Um, I mean, they've really come through for some viewing options. That is true. We we wouldn't really exist without them. So that's yeah, funny. they really do. They really do help. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter, uh, where I am incessantly on uh, and extremely online. And uh, that's really the only thing I have to promote. So we'll see y'all back. Oh, rate and review us, guys. We're disaster underscore pod at. Wait, sorry. We're disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. And please take some time to rate and review us. It is super helpful to us when you do those things. Um, 
Jason isn't here. Otherwise, I would trade off reading some reviews with him because we still have more international reviews to do. <laughs> um, but uh, let me see if I can pull them up. No, I can't figure out how to do it. Anyway. We'll get to it later. We'll get to it next time. But guys, please rate and review us. It's super, super helpful. Share us on Twitter. Share us with your friends. Yell about us at the Thanksgiving dinner table. And by Thanksgiving dinner table, I mean the Zoom you're doing we mean with Zoom. your family. We mean the Thanksgiving Zoom. Yes, the Zoom you're doing with your family. Um, and we'll see you all back next week for Blood Freak. For Blood Freak. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Bye, guys. That might be cool.com. You never know. Uh, rolling. Uh, I'm even, it's jumped out of my brain what this utterly nondescript movie is even called. What is this movie called? Uh, oh, uh, I almost called said Polar Storm because Jason was talking about it. It's, uh, Lightning. No. What? <laughs> right? I don't know. Oh, hold on. It's in my notes. Oh. <laughs> I, I respect that my brain was just like, deadly voltage. My brain was like, this is not information you need to store. Like this it really went right nope. this went right out the window along with like some basic stuff I learned in history in high school. Yeah. Just, this de- deadly voltage. Okay. Deadly voltage. Got it. <laughs>